Welcome to Orange Crest Community Church and OCCathome.com. We are so glad you're here. At OCC, our mission is to invite people to take their next steps with Jesus. And so we pray that through our time together, you're encouraged and challenged to move forward in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to Orange Crest Community Church. My name is Josh Delarosa. I'm the senior pastor here at OCC. And over the past few years, we have been on an exciting journey together. And today, we wanted to uh, share with you some of the highlights and celebrate some of the impact points and share the results even of our Advanced Horizontal Capital Campaign. Uh, the formal two-year Advanced Horizontal Campaign actually has now come to a close. And so by the end of this time together, we're going to share with you the results and the impact. And so uh, the impact that God has made over the past two years really have been amazing. Probably the most significant results are, are not just the numbers and the dollars raised, but really the amazing part is what God has shaped in us along the way. I know for each one of us, God has been leading us down a road, a journey with him. And so I want to tell you about that journey. Now, from the very start of the process of our whole property search, we've been committed to only proceeding in the direction that God has been guiding our church to go. That has been extremely important. God, we want to join you. We want to go the direction you're going in. And one of the key characters that God used as an example of faith is is a man named Abraham. And Abraham is, we're going to share with you briefly about his story in just a moment, just a moment but uh, he's a person that we were inspired to see his faith. Also, another part of, of our journey has been that as your pastor, I didn't really want to just launch us into a journey that God wasn't in. And so early on, the idea of advance, and that word advance really came from God's word, uh, this idea did. And so when we were led to this opportunity to buy property there on Glenhaven here in Riverside, the property that we now own, we came upon this verse in 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 6. It reads this, It says, perhaps the Lord will help us. Nothing can keep the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. And this this is attached to a story in the Bible where there was an opportunity, but it just seemed impossible to pull it off. And Jonathan, son of the king, seized an opportunity and really trusted God. If you're in this, nothing can keep you from helping us, whether we have a few of us. to go against this vast army and to, uh, and to uh, move forward, uh, whether there's you know just a few or many, nothing can keep you from accomplishing what you want. And so we had this strong sense that God was asking our church, this group of people, to advance in faith. And so this theme, advance, just kept sort of coming back. And honestly, God's word really strengthened us at each strategic moment. So I want to highlight some of those. Back in 2017, the whole process started. We opened up a building and expansion fund that uh, that we began to communicate and promote so people could begin to give into a fund for a future property. And then we started working with a real estate agent to search for property. Then in the year 2018, the vision for securing property was really beginning to firm up. We started to get a, a clearer picture of which part of town we were looking in. We started getting a better idea of the amount of resources that would be required. Uh, our church membership voted to approve the a property purchase team, a group of people that would help represent the church in the entire effort and make major decisions and vet opportunities. 
So that was in 2018. Now in 2019, a property that we had visited way back in 2017 dropped in price. Some of you know the story, but it dropped $500,000 in one day, and we put in an offer, and it was accepted. And it came as a big shock. And But we looked back, and we saw, wow, back in 2017, God had us... Uh, setting aside funds in that building and expansion fund. And so we now had some money saved up in the bank. And it, the price for the property, it, it was a real, uh, still it was a big step forward, but it was it was within reach if we could secure the down payment. And so uh, we brought our church together again. The members came together. We voted on approving, uh, submitting an offer to uh, purchase that. And we shared the exact dollar amount that would be needed. And it would require that 400000 additional dollars come in. Well, in 2019, we, in under 100 days as a church, the OCC family responded by giving an additional $400,000 to come up with the down payment. And again, in, in just under 100 days. That was an amazing, amazing experience to be part of. And then... Moving on, in January 2020, we closed escrow, and the very next day on the property, we held our, our, our first meeting, our first prayer meeting on the property. Uh, it was, it's overgrown. It was, it was uh, graffitied and tagged up from years of, of just being abandoned. But we were able to gather our people and seek the Lord together and pray in different areas of the property, adults and children. It was a really, really exciting moment. So that was in January 2020. We closed escrow at the end of January. Then February 2020, we launched into this campaign that we're now at the end of. But we launched February 2020 into Advance Horizontal, an effort to take that land and make it useful. And we organized our, our first long-term capital raising effort, two years. For me as a pastor, I thought that I never thought that we would be embarking upon fundraising campaigns to buy property. I'd come from portable churches. But as the times have been changing, it just really became, became clear that we ought to find property that we could begin uh, to, to, to plant some roots here in Riverside to establish more permanence in this town and to find a, a very strategic, visible location. And so when God began to put the pieces together and allowed us to then purchase the property that we now own, and it was just something we saw God's hand on. God was preparing, but he was using to shape our faith. So we launched into this two-year campaign. And then something called COVID came up about a month later. Uh, COVID had already you know, hit Asia, but news was traveling. And as you know, in March 2020, pretty much our country shut down. Uh, we, we were moved off of our property, out of our uh, Orange Terrace Community Center. Uh, and the big question on my mind was, will we be able to continue this advanced horizontal two-year campaign or will everyone leave California or, or will everyone lose heart and momentum? Will everyone shrink back in fear? But God had his hand on the effort and we just kept moving forward. Now we speed up to mid-2021. Uh, we received the all-important conditional use permit and we began working with the city to finalize our construction plans and pull together all of the building permits. And it may feel like laying out all of this history is redundant because I know some of you have heard this before. But you know, it's always important to, to sort of look back and look at where we have been and just note along the way where God has taken us. Much like this verse, Moses, he retraced the steps that God took his people through to possess the promised land. So look at Numbers 33, verse 2. It reads, at the Lord's command, Moses, he wrote down the starting points 
for the stages of their journey. These are the stages listed by their starting points. And so, you know, as we track our starting points and those significant steps, the stages or the, the stages of our last two years, I want to encourage you to consider where did you step into the story? Where did you arrive at OCC? Many of you, you've been walking through this from well before even 2017, but some of you arrived in 2018, some in 2019, some 2020, some during COVID, mid- midway through this whole journey of Advanced Horizontal. But I want you to consider where did you step into the story and how has God been using this in your own life? Let's watch a video recapping the entire Advanced Horizontal two-year journey. And as you watch this, consider the journey we've been on together. After this video wraps up, uh, I want to highlight some of the stages that God has led us through. So let's take a look. Hey, OCC, we want to invite you to an upcoming Vision Night. On these nights, we're going to celebrate all that God has done in the last 12 years at OCC. We also want to hear the vision of Advanced Horizontal. What are currently just rundown buildings and empty parking lots, we see really being a place where people who are looking for hope can find it for the very first time. Advanced Horizontal is a God-sized journey that we are taking together for the advancement of God's kingdom. We're so excited that you've come tonight to explore being a part of Advanced Horizontal. Advanced Horizontal is a 24-month concerted sacrificial giving effort to take this land that we bought, to renovate it, and to prepare it to be built on in the future. We have been given an opportunity to restore this place, to repurpose this piece of land, not simply for a social gathering, but for what God intends to do in people's spiritual lives. This is what we're excited about. That place already is recognizable and well-known. What an opportunity for us to repurpose that for what God wants. Would it be incredible to hear stories in 10 years, in 20, and 50 years from now about that land when people pass by it rather than saying, I learned how to hit a tennis ball there. I learned a cannonball. Wouldn't it be amazing to hear people say, you know, I met Jesus right there. As they're driving by, I met Jesus right there on that property, in those buildings, or in that courtyard. For the very first time, I learned that Jesus gave his life for me. He forgave me of my sins. He gave me a chance to start all over. He, he's given me a way to experience true and, and lasting refreshment. Being able to invest in God's kingdom in this way, I know that I'm not wasting my life. Putting in the time to to make this happen is something that is, is worthwhile and it lasts. The building is not what will reach them, but it's a tool that we, as a church body, can use. It's a resource that we can use and that God can use us to, to go reach those people and, and win them over for Christ. And that's what really gets me excited. Because right now when we look with our own eyes, we just see tennis courts and, and some dirt-filled pools. We see evidence of, of the past. On Saturday this week, on the, on the 1st of February, we're, we're actually going to have an opportunity to walk through the property that we purchased and, and dream together and pray together and, and to ask God to bless that for the future. It'll be a great way to experience faith. We're going to have an opportunity to really look together through the eyes of faith. 
the thought of having a potential permanent home um, is really exciting for our children and grandchildren. Um, I think part of it is this doesn't die with us, mm-hmm. and it, it lasts long beyond us. When I think of legacy, I think of something that's being built for the future, and I already see it being played out in the lives of uh, our children and then our grandchildren. And I think they just grow up uh, in in a church that I think is going to become uh, something that that they will treasure in the future. And when we began the church, we thought it would be a neighborhood church, and but I was wrong. We aren't Orange Crest people or Wood Crest people or Canyon Crest people. We're really Riverside people, so we have people from all throughout the neighborhoods of our town that come to our church. For our church, this really represents a deep sacrifice and a commitment of our members to see this project through. And we're really thrilled that the project is at this point uh, for you to consider this, and we're ready to begin developing the motion pass. At this time, I would just like to thank you guys. It's a great project. But this first leg of ours is really a marathon. We said that we, the down payment was like a big giant pole vault, and we cleared the bar with the Lord's help. And now we're, we're embarking on a marathon focused on making that property useful. And we can envision so much from right there. We see this permanent location being a place where we can have an impact far beyond the present. exciting to see what God has been doing over the past two years. Again, all through a very, very uncertain season where we've dealt with COVID and all sorts of other things going on in our world. Here's some important aspects about our journey. Our journey, which actually began back in 2017, has included these five things. First, risk. This effort has required tremendous risk. Advancing always requires that first first step in faith. Take a look at Hebrews 11.8. It reads, by faith, Abraham, when he was called, he went out. You see, this verse is a part of, of a chapter in the Bible where, where we sort of get like the faith hall of fame, the actual uh, listing of people who were hall of famers when it came to the faith people of God. Now, Abraham's actual story shows up way back in the early parts of the Bible, Genesis chapter 12, you get to see Abraham's call. So let's look there. Abraham being called by God in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 9. It reads this. The Lord said to Abram, Go out from your land, your relatives, and your father's house, to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. 
I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse anyone who treats you with contempt. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So there's this invitation. God is saying, look, go out. Leave the land that you're comfortable with, that you're familiar with. Leave your father's house. Leave this land. I'm leading you to a new place. God is inviting him to live the faith life. It goes on verse 4. So Abraham went. As the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in, in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through this, the land to the side of Shechem at the oak of Moreh. And at the times the Canaanites were in the land, the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. And from there he moved on to the hill country east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And he built an altar to the Lord there and he called on the name of the Lord. And then Abram journeyed by stages to the Negev. So God begins to lead him and as it records in stages. Can you imagine all of the questions this man must have had? I don't know if you've ever moved anywhere far, maybe out of city, maybe even out of the out of the, the county that you've been raised in. You moved to a new county in the state. You know, some of you, you you have moved out of state and you've experienced this tremendous transition. Well, that's what Abraham was going through. God was calling him to a new place. Can you imagine all of the questions he must have had? We we've had so many of these questions actually through the journey. Early on, location, God, where do you want us to go? Where is the right place for us? For Abram, God calls him to go, and, and if he happened to be packing up his, his house and preparing his camels and getting all his possessions gathered and his friends go walking by, hey, Abram, where are you, where are you going? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? Well, I, I don't know. God, God told me to go, and he said he's going to show me the land. So I'm just packing my bags, and I'm going to start heading that direction. Can you imagine the questions Abram must have had? Like, where is the... I need to see the map, God. I need to know the, the specific steps along the way. Loca- location questions came up in our mind as well. God, where do you want us to be? To be in a strategic, invisible spot. And then timing. God, is this the right time for our church? Abram's story, is. it says that he, he heads out when he was 75 years old. Wow. Who would have thought a man at his age, God calling him to leave his comfort in his land and head to a life of faith to really trust him and that he would tell him more information once he's on the journey. You know, this issue of timing, is it's, it's, it's a scary one. A lot of times we, we don't want to take the move. We don't want to make a step. We're unwilling to take the first step if God doesn't tell us or somebody doesn't tell us uh, exactly what to expect along the way. Well, oftentimes in the faith life, you don't get that. You get situations where it requires the first step in faith. Risk is always necessary. Competence is another question. For for Abraham, the question is going to come up. Am I capable at my age? Do I have what it takes? Um, I'm an older man at this point, he must have been thinking. Well, for us, we certainly had questions about our church's competence, our ability to... 
uh, purchase property and develop it. We've never developed property before. This is all new to us. Uh, as a church, this was an exciting time. We all stood around and or were talking about the property purchase initially in 2017. And then we called for a vote after a long uh, discussion and seeing a near unanimous vote to purchase the property. And then we hit the point where we knew we could submit an offer and then we were going to vet the, the situation and do all sorts of due diligence to explore if this really was the right spot. Well, then came the point where we needed to come up with 400000 additional dollars and there was this huge down payment push and the question of, uh, can we do it, was a legitimate question. Huge risk. We recognized we hit a, a go, no, go point and we had to put some money forward and we took a risk, not really without much certainty that we would be able to raise the additional money. So we had to put some money up in order for the seller to engage in an escrow arrangement with us. And, you know, God, he provided. We took that risk step, and God met us on the other side. There was a question also of approval. Big risk. Would we get the approval of the city planning commission? Would we uh, make it through city council? Making sure it would be good with the, the councilmen, the neighborhood. There was all of these questions of approval. There had been previous attempts to purchase the property, and it always hung up at this point. It had been in escrow twice, but it, it was never able to actually materialize in previous uh, opportunities over the past decade. And so this was a big question for us. Would we be able to get approval? Well, that was a big question again about risk. You know, all along the journey there has been this question of, uh, you know, we, we wish we knew the future, but we're walking forward in faith. And then God, along the last two years, has just been sort of knocking down the obstacles, giving us continued green lights through the process this journey has involved risk. Second thing, it's involved commitment. Hebrews 11.8, once again, it says of Abram, it reads that he obeyed, he set out for a place that he was going to receive, it says, as an inheritance. And so he made the commitment. He, he set out, he committed, he went for it. He packed his bags and he didn't just get everything ready, uh, but he actually took those first steps, made the commitment and left. You know, there was a point in our journey where our membership hit this stage where we needed to make a decision. Many of you were there in the room where we decided to move forward in faith. We voted as a congregation to buy up the opportunity and to actually advance. There was that that exciting down payment dash. Again, God brought in the resources, and then we, we launched into Advanced Horizontal, a two-year campaign for a church at our Size and age was a, was a really big ask uh, to and a, and a big opportunity to trust God. And again, the church community rallied and said, let's advance together. I remember one person asked, what, what happens if we don't get the conditional youth permit? And, you know, our answer was we'd have to sell the property. We'd have to sell it. You know, when people started giving money, even during that down payment dash, and we asked people to give up to we needed over $400,000, uh, or, or if through the advanced horizontal we hit a stopping point because we, let's say we didn't get the conditional use permit. Again, if we ever hit a stopping point, all of those gifts given were gifts given in faith. People committed dollars uh, in faith. There wasn't a money-back guarantee. Notice when you gave money to advanced horizontal, it didn't, re it didn't receive a reply saying, 
if we don't close on the property or if we hit a snag and we can't actually develop this property, we're going to return all that money to you. No, this, these were gifts in, in faith given. These were bold faith commitments without a money-back guarantee. And that is, again, part of what God's way of stretching us at all these different stages in the journey. A third part of, of this journey has involved the cliffhanger moments. Also in Hebrews 11, 8, it said, of Abram, it says, even though he didn't know where he was going. How many times on the journey, maybe Abraham would approach a fork in the road and he just sees the fork coming. God, which way do you want me to go? And he gets to the fork in the road and then God directs him to the right or to the left. You know, this is the faith life. It's not knowing all of the answers, but instead being willing to trust God right up to the point of decision, trusting God to provide at the moment or in that situation where you need God to come through. And organizationally, we've seen this over and over. We have saw this with our membership vote. We saw this when it came to finding a lender, a, some, a group to partner with us, which as we're going through the process, even after raising money to put down on the property, it was the very last moment a ministry lender, a partner, stepped forward and said, we, we want to join in this effort. We're excited to see what has been going on at, at OCC. And after they explored and really vetted us as an organization, this lender came alongside us and said, we want to be on your team. But that was a cliffhanger moment because if we couldn't find a lender to help us actually secure the property for our full loan, uh, we would have just been dead in the water. You know, we would have never got to that point had the people of OC not been willing to take the risk and make the commitments. You don't get to the cliffhanger moments unless you take the risk and make the commitments. And so God kept bringing us to these points where we realized, uh-oh, here's another fork in the road. And God, we need you to provide to help us moving forward. And over and over, at the at the uh, property, right beside the property, we held a meeting with the neighbors. And we wanted to make sure that this, you know, developing a church right there in the middle of Riverside, was a really good fit for the community and for the neighbors. And so we held a meeting for one community in particular. And once again, this was a cliffhanger moment. We needed to know that if God was in it, that that there would be some sense of a reception and a welcome from the community. And what an encouragement to me. We were in the middle of the meeting, and one by one, key individuals from the neighboring community stood up and said, we would love to partner with you guys. We appreciate your consideration for us as neighbors. We're excited about the plans you have, and we'll be first to sign your petition and to lend our support. And once a few key members of the local community right there signed their names and stood up in our, in favor of our project, then the rest of the group was swayed. But that was a cliffhanger moment. Again, if we had, if I had been sharing in that meeting and it was only opposition from every person in the room, we would have sensed that God was saying, okay, this is as far as I'm going to take you. And I have something else in mind. But as God took us to that meeting, which frankly, I wasn't all that excited about going into a meeting where I was preparing for opposition locally. Um, but just the opposite occurred. We got in that meeting and once the opposition began, God provided support. Local persons of peace that stood up in our favor. And we were at the cliffhanger and then God provided the ability for us to step up to the next a stage in the journey. We've had several construction budget meetings along the way where as our team is meeting with our architect and construction team and we're seeing the budget numbers go up, 
we're wondering, God, how are you going to provide for this project to be completed? And we, we just recently saw this happen again. With inflation dollars going up, we saw an increase of our project uh, by around 10% of, of costs due to inflation. Well, God once again provided a way for us to keep moving forward. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure that in your own journey, you have hit points where there's been these cliffhanger moments. And like Abraham, you could say, God, I'm going, but I don't know where you're going to lead me exactly. Because why did I just lose my job? Why did I just get sick? Why, why have I hit this relationship turmoil? Why did my car just break down? Why, why are leaks springing up in my house? And on and on. We hit these cliffhanger moments and we're just wondering, God, am I, am I, Am I off base here? But as, as you have continued to walk in faith, you've seen God come through. You've seen God take care of you. You've seen God provide and continue to lead you forward on this journey of faith. So we've got risk, we've got commitment, and we've got cliffhangers. But then also we have this stage in the journey that we call endurance. You know, advancing is more of a, of a, more of a journey than just a one-time moment. This is a adventure of walking with God over the course of our lives. It says this of Abram, again in in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 9. It says, By faith he stayed as a foreigner in the land of promise, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, co-heirs of the same promise, for he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. You know, the, the journey we've been on has been one of tent dwelling abram he abraham he he set out and they were living in tents and they were on the move as they were in process you know we've been a portable church from the start in a sense we've been tent dwellers we set up we tear down we set up we tear down week after week it'll be almost 15 years this year we'll celebrate 15 years of moving out here to start this church all of those years as tent dwellers and advancing, it's more of a journey that requires endurance. As a church, right when people are wearing down, God provides new people to come and help bear the load. It is a load that requires a tremendous amount of endurance. And I want to show you a, a video highlighting some of the people that share about some of the culminating faith steps that they've taken through Advanced Horizontal. And so these are some video from some uh, some interviews from people from our groundbreaking event that we held uh, this past January 2022, right before we were able to break ground. And then also just some people who shared about what God has been doing in their lives as they've taken this faith journey along with us. So take a a look at this video. Um, I I feel so much camaraderie with my church family here. Um, I get excited thinking about uh, the families and the people that God's going to bring to OCC. Uh, and I'm grateful to be a small part of it. And getting to really participate in that um, and make an investment in uh, the future generations of OCC, whether it's through my family or families of the future in, in Riverside. To me, it represents hope. It represents a new beginning. Today means opportunity for me. It's a chance for God to really show what OCC can do for our community. And also just really exciting to see that um, we got to like worship here today and that we'll get to worship here for potentially generations to come. The start of something that God can really use to impact even more lives than he already has through this church. Today seems to be, to me, it's just a culmination of the long road 
of twists and turns, of a lot of hard work and sacrifice by our people, but then really just seeing God come through. Um, there have been some real cliffhanger moments, and it's just incredible to see how, how God has provided. Today really represents, um, really like a, a showcase of like God's faithfulness. Um, and his kindness and him really like going above and beyond. God is with us, he's for us, and I've just been really encouraged by the leadership, how they're really following God so wisely. Yeah, today was significant. Um, it was the first time as a church family we worshiped on this property, and so I was taken aback as we worshiped the Lord, and um, as I saw our worship team, our pastor, our people uh, praising God here on this land. Today was also significant because it shows what you, what happens when you live on the faith edge and how God can really come through. Well, I, I'm just excited for OCC and it's it's been great to be a part of the whole journey uh, of launching OCC out of CIV, Church in the Valley, and uh, it's it's a real joy to watch the mission accomplished at OCC and to see you all pitch in to purchase this property and I'm just overjoyed really and tearing tearing up really by uh, what God's done it's an amazing thing The Capital Campaign was launched shortly after we had moved to a new house, and we were still adjusting to increased expenses and a new budget, but we knew we wanted our pledge to be a pay step, something we couldn't accomplish by simply pulling from our savings account. We decided on an amount that felt pretty significant at the time, but I was also really confident that God would give us creative solutions to meet the goal, maybe extra projects or side jobs to just fill in the gaps. And when the economy shut down in 2020, we weren't sure what the impact would be on us since we're self-employed, but we continued to be faithful with our giving despite all of the unknown, and we really saw God come through for us. He really surprised us. Our companies really flourished during that time, and we actually got to a point where we were able to automate our monthly giving and not even, it didn't even feel like a sacrifice that we were expecting it to be. In February of 2020, I committed to the capital campaign with a number that even before the pandemic was something that I needed to really trust God in financially. At the same time, I had made it my goal to propose to my then-girlfriend, Nisa, on July 3rd of 2020. Both were really hard goals to make. Um, both really required me to trust in God financially, even before the pandemic. So when the pandemic hit and I got laid off, it felt like I had to choose one or the other. To either keep my commitments to the capital campaign which is something I wanted to do, or to buy a ring, to fund a wedding, and then also get married, which is something I definitely wanted to do. Um, but nevertheless, God provided through many ways, uh, through a lot of prayer and through a lot of trusting in God that he wouldn't rip me off. He provided through unemployment. He provided through a job. He provided through a church family that was willing to help out in any way possible, and then he was also providing through 
uh, family that helped either financially or through physical work that needed to be done. I remember starting Advanced Horizontal, and at that point of Advanced Horizontal, I was at a point where I was willing to relocate for a job, whether that was city or statewide. Um, I just wanted the best opportunity for me, but I remember thinking through, if I'm going to pledge two years financially, I also want to pledge commitment-wise to OCC. And so really got involved with training opportunities and volunteering opportunities and leaned into the community and really let them into my life. And so I'd say the last two years, my values have shifted where I was willing to move or leave Riverside or even leave OCC for maybe a job or being closer to family. But really leaning into this time with the OCC community has made me value community more. Never did I think that pledging financially for two years would change my mindset, but I'm really glad that I went through it because it's now put OCC in the community at a higher level, um, but it's also made me more committed. To when I first decided that I was going to commit to this campaign, I wanted to give everything that I had. I supported the mission of OCC. I supported um, investing in our new home, and I wanted to give everything when I prayed about it. God um, asked me to give um, a little less than what I think I wanted. It was still a sacrifice, but it wasn't everything that I had. I, I wasn't totally sure why that was, but I decided that I was just going to rely on him and just trust him through that. Um, the next month, um, when the quarantines happened, I completely lost my job. I, um, my career was not considered um, essential, so I lost all of my income and everything, so I had to figure that out. After a really encouraging phone call with Pastor Josh, he had um, given me the okay to um, pause my campaign pledge um, until I was able to work again. And one of the other things that he's really taught me is that there is, um, that he is in control, first of all, that he um, can see things even that we can't, that he has a plan, um, and that there really is um, true joy and obedience, and there's true contentment and obedience. So um, I'm really excited for what's going on with OCC, and I'm excited to um, continue with supporting them um, in whatever the future looks like. I'm sure for you, you're somewhere in the process. You're, you're on the journey of faith, and I want to encourage you to press on. Press on. This is just one stage of, of your faith journey. I don't know all the details of what God is doing in your life. I know we as a family have experienced God coming through. We've seen God to be faithful through this journey. As I mentioned, as a church, we've been sort of a tent-dwelling church. As we move onto this property sometime in the summer, Lord willing, you're seeing uh, the construction beginning. You're seeing work trucks. You're seeing a flurry of activity at our property. We're excited that at some point, summer 2022, Lord willing, we'll walk onto that property and we'll be able to enjoy the site. Orange Crest Community Church right there on Glen Haven and Alessandro is going to be really exciting. And in some ways, it's it's this huge relief to finally step foot on that piece of land. Now let's make it useful. We're, we're excited. We're thrilled about this. But I want to say this is still a tent. This is not going to be our all-time for eternity home. We'll maybe be there 50 years, maybe 100 years, maybe 150 years, maybe maybe 300. Who knows how long God will use that property for ministry. But the building itself and the land itself, it's, it's a tool. It's a tool. In a way, it's sort of still a tent. You know, the city, the idea of, of permanence, eternity, all of that, 
The city that we're really truly looking toward is heaven. This building, this opportunity that, that God put on our heart to go after in faith, this is a tool, but it's an important investment in the eternal. So far, we've talked about our faith journey. It involves risk. It involves commitment. It involves cliffhangers, endurance, and finally, it's time to celebrate. Celebration. We want to look at the results and the impact. So far, what has been given for Advance Horizontal, this two-year campaign, we have raised as a church 694851 additional dollars over these past 24 months, all during COVID. Prior to this campaign, we had already raised $744,330 given during our prep and during our down payment dash. And so combined, all of that is over $1.4 million given by the OCC family to our property purchase and development effort. The first dollar was given in August 2017, 55 months ago. And from that month until now, an average of 25400 months or $400 per month has been given towards building and expansion efforts. And amazingly, God has provided what we needed at every step. At any given time, there has not been a lot of money in the building fund bank account. The bills flow in and we look at the balance and we think, how is this going to come together? And as soon as God provided it through his people, invoices would roll in, deadlines to pay those bills. And for our staff, especially those keeping a real close eye on the finances, it has been a huge faith-building process to watch. And this didn't happen because some distant, rich aunt or uncle just sent a check. No, there were so many of you who wrestled with God on this. You, you brought this to God, and, and you gave deeply and sacrificially from the resources that he has entrusted to you. What, what's amazing to think about is this, that God didn't pull this off through just a few rich folks, but he, he did this through a lot of ordinary folks who responded generously and with open hands. We just People just saying, God, we're offering what we have to you, and we're doing this in faith. This has involved risk and commitment, cliffhangers, endurance. Now, the largest single gift to the whole building effort in the past four years was $50,000. There was two of those. Now, the smallest gift was 11 cents. The average donation amount was $273. In fact, it took all of us to pull this off. And I want to highlight some of these things. One interesting chart that I saw was this, giving by age. Take a look at this. This is the total dollars given broken down by age group. So what do you see there? You notice, look at the deep investment from each stage of life. Everyone, there's People were all in. Across the board, we saw 17% of what has been raised came from the 20s. What an amazing statement of the young people of our church deciding uh, to risk and to walk in faith at, at, at your stage of life. We just praise God for you. Then the 30s, 41% of the resources came in through the 30s. 23% came in through the 40s. And 19% came in through the 50s plus. And so let's just let's just celebrate what God has done. I mean, special shout out to the 30-year-olds driving your minivans full of little, little tiny kids while also giving 41% of the total. Well done, 30 30s, you know, decade. There, there's more 30-year-olds at OCC than, than the other ages. So here's that same chart adjusted by average giving per family. Take a look at this. You'll see that. Pretty exciting to see uh, the way that that breaks down there as well. 
So this whole chart right here, it just shows the results of our collective giving. If there were an equal number of people in each age group at OCC, people are just stepping in faith forward, taking risk. For example, the average given from a 50-plus family would make up 25% of all advanced horizontal giving and so on. This, this chart shows buy-in. With opportunity to give, there's just this connection between people buying in and then people having the opportunity and the means to give by the different age groups. The point is, it's really hard to give money. It's hard to give money. At whatever stage of life, it is, it is always a sacrifice. You know, it took all of us. 40s and up, we gave 53% of the total. That's pretty exciting. For those of us that are in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, we gave 53% of the total. Under 40s gave 47% of the total. What a cool picture of sharing the load. As your pastor, I'm so thrilled. Clearly, this is a group that is bought in across the stages of life. Bought in, unified, and motivated. 30-year-olds, again, just to give a shout-out to you, finding a way to to represent nearly a third of of our collective giving. And all of these numbers are just living proof that God, he uses the humble, he uses the meek to do giant and powerful things in his kingdom. Some of you, you have sacrificed for this vision all the way back until beginning in 2017. Many of you have been sacrificing since 2020. Thank you. Your gifts have propelled this effort forward OCC, we now own land. We can take dominion. We can make that land useful like Genesis 1.28 tells us that God wants us to do with that land. Make that useful for God's purposes right here, right now in our community. But we've, all, we've also just we've taken some ground for God's kingdom that we can also pass on, Lord willing, to the future generations. Lord willing, many of those kids in Kids Own every weekend at our church right now, Lord willing, some of those kids are the next leaders of OCC. And what we're saying is the impact of your giving, it goes really deep. And it goes deep right now. But it goes even deeper into the future when we look ahead. Additionally, God has used this for spiritual impact. Spiritual impact through our church. We've had unity through a very challenging season. We as a church have had unity. We've been able to advance our mission. We've had general generational impact as more and more children and teens have been involved in this effort. The project impact is it's just exciting to see the way God has had, had his hand on this project all along the way. You know, it would be nice if, if it was we came, we bought, and we built. But for us, this has been a journey. Here we are two years into Advanced Horizontal, and we've just now broken ground after, and before that, years of giving, God has clearly taken us through a process. And just like Abraham, God knew what his people would need. Abraham was a patriarch. He was one who would set out in faith, and this decision would become a family trait. The, the family trait is this. It's faith. The family trait of Abraham was faith. And you know, God still requires this of all of his people, people of faith, And God knows what his people need. At the very end of this chapter, you see the Faith Hall of Fame. We we read this list of more people, almost like an honorable mention, this unnamed list of people. And and the writer of Hebrews writes, what more can I say? Time is too short for me to tell you about. He lists out all of these people's names who walked by faith. And, you know, you're among that group. In my heart, I just am so, so grateful. I have heartfelt gratitude to our congregation 
Why? Well, it's because you didn't have to advance. You didn't. You didn't have to commit to this. You didn't have to continue giving. You didn't have to. At the, at the cliffhanger moments, you could have just decided to shrink back. You could have decided to not be unified. It would seem like this last two years would have been the perfect time to just shrink away from this. But here's the thing. This celebration is not the last step in our faith journey. This is not the end. You know, Hebrews eleven thirteen reads, These all died in faith. All those Hall of Fame faith heroes, they all died in faith. Essentially, they, they didn't get to taste everything and experience everything this side of heaven. They were longing for heaven. And we want to be people like that. We want to be people who live out the days of our lives here and now. And that whenever our day comes, that we would meet the Lord, we would die in motion, moving God's kingdom forward. And so, hey, if this was your sort of first time venturing on our website and you've participated even in Advanced Horizontal, maybe in the last few months you've gotten involved in our church, I want to invite you to consider becoming a regular partner with OCC. Jump aboard. Serve on a team. Come come out on the weekends. Get involved. Continue to contribute to help us move the ministry forward. Maybe what's happened in you is you've gotten a little taste of investing in eternity. And there's a lot of opportunities to do so here at OCC, giving, serving, investing in relationships, adding your life to the mission. The list could just go on and on. But specifically, we just want to encourage you, giving money is an act. It's a special act of worship. Money for us, it's really near, it's really dear to our hearts because it gets us the stuff that we really want in life. And whenever we give to God's work in a tangible way, it shows God that we actually want to value him and his kingdom. And God even invites us to, to test him in this and to see if he won't faithfully take care of our needs as we step out in faith to move his plans forward. So we just say thank you to the family of OCC. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for for helping to shoulder this load and advance in faith together. And last, I'd just like to invite you to pray. And let's, let's just thank our great God for what he has accomplished through us. Let's pray. Father, thank you for how you have rallied us as a team, as a church, to help bear the load, uh, to help offer up what we have to advance your kingdom, purposes and plans. Lord, we praise you for your work. We thank you for your, your kindness. We thank you for your generosity in our lives. We thank you for your protection through this season. Lord, we thank you that you stirred our hearts to, to step out first to risk even though we didn't have all the answers, just to step forward and risk, to take that first step. And then, Lord, to make that commitment and to steadily, through the cliffhanger moments, to be able to endure, to now hit this point where we can celebrate the work that you did through us. But God, we thank you, Lord, that we don't get to claim the credit, Lord, but that all the credit, all the honor, all the glory, all praise goes to you, our great God, who did this, Lord, through us. We thank you. We pray that this offering that we have given as a church would be a sweet aroma to you, God. And we pray that this would not be just the the last time we walk in faith, but Lord, just as the heroes of our faith uh, continue to, to live lives all the way to the end of their life on earth in faith, we, we pray that we would be among those who continue to walk that faith journey. So we, we pray, Father, that you keep stirring our hearts, Lord, uh, for things to trust you with in the future. And, and so we commit those things to you now even in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by the message and equipped to take your next step with Jesus. Visit us online at occathome.com to learn more about how to connect with us. 
and join us again next week for another Orange Crest Community Church podcast. Have a great day.